Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Joined by J.J. Joe, former Baylor quarterback, Baylor radio color analyst, and also can talk about uh, many things, not just what happens with Baylor moving forward. J.J., thank you for your time. How would you grade Sawyer Robertson, and how much did rolling his ankle affect perhaps Baylor maybe dummying down a little bit of what they could do in the last part of the game? Yeah, you know, so I thought Sawyer, and I said it on the air, I thought he, he he had a passing grade. Now, I know that last interception, people say, how could he be passing and throwing that last interception? But I think for a first start, you know, you got out of him about what you wanted to get out of him. It's just that, like they needed one more touchdown in their smoke, and they weren't able to get it. I liked his legs. I knew they would use – I feel they would use his legs a little bit more, and they did that early. Uh, and, you know, it's a nice-sized young man that made some really good physical runs, scored on the ground. So I like that part of it. But, you know, in the passing game, you'd be muted just a little bit. Uh, but I thought overall, I mean, for his first start against a Utah defense that we I, – I thought we'd have a struggle running against him. We found a way to do that. That he, You know, he had a passing grade. The the last pass, I don't – the interception, I don't begrudge as much as I would because he was getting hit in the face, uh, you know, just lit up at the time, J.J. The offensive line played better. The defense played a lot better. What do you attribute those adjustments to against Utah? Well, first of all, if you've ever been in a college practice the week after a disappointing game, <laughs> I can tell you what happened during the week. I mean, <laughs> the coaches got pretty, pretty, pretty aggressive with them as far as practicing – being on them about detail, and, and they made some changes. Um, uh, you know, I think Abosale, I, I hope I'm saying his name right, stepped in at left tackle, I believe it was, and I, I think they did some other stuff, but they were much improved over last week, and they really focused, you could tell, on, you know, just technique, but I call it being technically physical. Like, they got the technique short up, really limited penetration, and they were more physical, and that showed. They played well, and I was I was really surprised. I was thinking, like, man, how are we going to run the ball against Utah when we didn't run it against Texas State? But they did a great job of limiting penetration. Our backs did a great job, especially Richardson, of being physical, running through some tackles. And we ran the ball, especially at first half, good enough to win. We just didn't continue it. J.J., uh, defensively, there was obviously a better energy, better effort, and, you know, still some things to clean up. But how much do you put um, – I guess how much do you grade the, the the progress versus also what Utah had at their disposal in terms of Bryson Barnes and his inability to really get anything? Like how much do you weigh the defensive progress versus also keeping in mind the opponent that they were playing? Does that make sense? 
Yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, Cam, Cam Rising makes that game totally different. Right. You know, Baylor's got to score 30 to win that game. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, he, that, that made that different. But I was I was excited to see the energy. I thought, I thought mm-hmm. early, uh, I think Gabe Hall made a play really early in the game, first drive uh, that Utah had. Matt Jones probably played the best game. I, I wrote that today. I just got done with it. Of, of probably his career here. If not, it's really close. I thought as far as a personal performance. So I thought the defense did well. Uh, of course, they couldn't really test our secondary because Cam wasn't in there. And that made a difference. But but I think that's a, that's a marked improvement uh, from last week. And now the question will be is how fast can we build on that? Can we get pressure? Because pressure is going to be of the utmost importance for this team just because, you know, you have that young secondary trying to, you know, trying to find their way. J.J. Joe with us on 365 Sports. So this program inexplicably has now lost six in a row. And, J.J., we yep. got into it last week because it was a horrible loss. And then Texas State loses against UTSA. But it's lost six in a row. What do you think is the feeling right now within that coaching staff? Well, within the coaching staff, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, those, you know, those guys care more than anybody. They, they're the ones that invest most of the time. So I have no doubt that it's eating them up because, you know, you don't win a championship, you know, less than you know, about two seasons ago, and then all of a sudden get here and not and not eat at you. So I, I know Coach Dave Aranda is, is on a path as he can be, and, and so is Coach Grimes and Coach Powlett. But uh, this team is, I mean, I wrote this today. I know you guys don't have it yet, but it'll be in my article. It's lost its way. Uh, you know, it, that's all I can say. I mean, it's it, it's lost its way. And in a short period of time, we've forgotten how to win. Uh, and we've gone from a program that uh, just knew how to win, knew how to pull it out, to one that's looking for what's going to happen next. And that's a hard place to get out of. And we've found every which way but loose of how to lose a game. We've lost it every kind of way. So, uh, you know, if, if you know, I don't know the answer. The coaches, I, I know they're searching for the answer. And um, it has to start with the players, the leaders, the seniors. Those guys have to make a determination of what this season is going to be. Because those coaches, I can tell you, they're working hard. They're trying to put the schemes in place. But, man, this is a hard one to get out of. JJ, you mentioned it there, and it was I was going to ask you about it. This six-game losing streak is – it's almost easier – when you've got a team that always loses, well, yeah, didn't cover the tight end again. You know, that guy scored right. four touchdowns and they, they lost. You know, oh, the defense can't stop the run. This team, like you said, has found in the six different losses, there obviously are some overlaps. But honestly, the this game was different than the Texas State game, which was different than Air right. Force, which is different than Texas and Kansas State, all going back, which is different than TCU. So if you look at those six losses, there's not – um, a through line. So how hard is it to figure out? Because clearly they can't get all a hundred guys pulling the rope the same direction each Saturday. Yeah, man, that's, that's what these guys get paid a lot of money to do. They got to figure it out. And, you know, you know, I know Mac Rose talking to coach Rand. I know he wants, he wants, you know, performance and coach Rand is talking to his coaches and down the line. Uh, but it's a hard one to get out of. And I'll tell you, I, you know, the, the one thing I wrote today that you guys will see on the, get posted is, man, uh, the, the one thing I know, football is about X's and O's. You've got to have good coaches with good schemes. And I think we have good coaches with sound schemes, good schemes. But at the end of the day, this is about the Jimmys and Joes, my man. And uh, the thing, if you ask me what maybe itches me a little bit, be an offensive player, is 
is it, it, it is inexcusable to me for certain guys not to touch the ball a certain number of times, uh, unless the team is just putting two or three guys on and they can't get it. And I look at that and say, the reason you won in 21 is because Abram Smith ran for the, ran the ball almost 300 dollars on times, and Tristan Edmund touched it, and Tyquan Thornton touched it. Uh, I love Dominic Richardson, but he is what he is. He's a very good, solid workhorse back that's going to get those chains moving. But the game breakers are not touching the ball. And y'all know who the game breakers are. I know who they are. And they cannot touch the ball eight times a game for this team to win. And if they keep doing that, if you don't figure out a way how to scheme up the ball to touch, to let speed guys touch the ball, playmakers touch the ball, uh, you'll lose. What was the score? 13-16, whatever we lost by. Mm. And you just won't score a touchdown. It's too hard in this league to consistently drive that ball like you got to and score a touchdown. Now, did we miss some stuff? Yeah, we missed some deep balls, but you know what? I like throwing to a guy who can run, really run. Because if you throw it right, or even if you throw it wrong, sometimes they'll go get it and make it right, right? JJ, um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Are you referring to Monterey Baldwin? I am. I mean, I, I just, like, I, like, like I'm not, I'm not in practice. Like I said, I wrote this, I don't know what's going on in practice or whatever. But for Monterey, he's not only falling off the reception list, he's falling almost off the participation list. Mm-hmm. So, and to me, uh, if I have a guy on scholarship that ran a 10-6-6 in high school, the one thing I'm going to do to you about three or four times, I'm going to line you up outside, and you're going to run vertical at least three times. And I'm just going to see if they can guard you. And he's proven to me, and I don't know what's going on in practice. I don't know if he's not performing or what. He's, he's shown us that he'll, he can make a play every once in a while. Um, and, 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 and him not touching the ball is, at all is surprising. And Tevin Reese having 14 rushes in two weeks to me for a team that's struggling to score um, is, 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 is surprising to me as well. So I, I asked, uh, by the way, Dave, uh, I asked Dave Aranda, JJ, about Monterey today in the press conference near the end. So I, you may, okay, good. I, I said, is he in the doghouse? And Aranda said, no. In fact, he had a great week of practice. You can listen to the rest of his answer, but I'm glad you brought that up because I, I, we've all, we sat there in the, during the game, watching the game, like, I know he had the drop at the goal line was critical against Texas State, but he's yeah he's not even like there's something missing there for whatever reason. I asked specifically about where he has been or why he's not a part of it, so that goes right down your article that we're about to read here on on Sikkim365.com premium section. We appreciate your time as always. Thanks, Mo. Appreciate Thank you. it. JJ Joe Baylor Thank Radio, you. former Bears quarterback. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.